Ahoy, brave listeners! Prepare to set sail for adventure aboard the seven seas of tales of the extraordinary! We'll take a break now from the goings-on in Europe to catch up on everyone's favorite lawyer-slash-narrator-slash-announcer, Eddie Tate. He's also single, ladies. For those who may not recall, when silent screen star Randolph Moon's directorial debut hit it big in France, he brought his cast and crew with him on a promotional tour. And by with, we mean he flew himself and his producer over the Atlantic while the incredibly handsome Mr. Tate and his co-star Gatsby the Chimp sailed first class aboard the famed cruise liner, the Majestic. And by first class, we mean the cheapest accommodations above ship's hold. Except for Gatsby, who, being a chimpanzee, was actually assigned to the ship's hold. Putting that aside for the moment, our hero's long journey to the City of Light was finally nearing its end when an unfortunate setback arose. Word came to the duo that Henry Ford, the powerful industrialist and apparently chimp-hater, was ordering the crew to lock Gatsby away. Well, that would never do! Eddie Tate, as principled as he is gracious and handsome, vowed to show Mr. Ford what a stand-up guy that chimp can be, while Gatsby had other plans. As our narration draws now to its long-awaited close, we join the impressively witty Mr. Tate as he wanders the deck of the Majestic in search of his erstwhile companion. Who? What? Did you just say you were searching for someone? Oh, uh, was that out loud? <laughs> right, y- yes. Uh, y- have you seen my friend, the chimpanzee? Chimpan... I thought you were missing an actual person. You know, they really are very similar to... Uh... No time to go looking for lost pets, sir. I'm very sorry, but I'm quite busy at the moment. Mr. Ford has insisted... Um... On nothing. Hold on. Uh, insisted what? I really should It's all right, my boy. I'm a lawyer. Oh. Well, in that case... Can you tell me if it's legal to lock the tourist class passengers below deck just because a first class passenger doesn't want to see them while he has dinner? Is first class passenger by any chance Mr. Ford? Maybe. That's a tough one. This ship is technically owned by the British. Tell me about it. The Britons never stop rubbing that in my face. Now I know how George Washington felt. Uh, That's certainly a big leap for an analogy, uh, but okay. Please don't tell anyone I said anything to you, mister. No, of course not. I, uh... Thank you greatly. I'll come right back to take care of your problem once I finish doing, um, doing that task that we're never going to talk about. All right, my boy. Keen. Pardon me, sir. Excuse me. Pardon me. Sorry, ma'am. My word! Do not touch me, you little vermin. Come back here so I can give you a proper slapping. You hear me? <laughs> Are you all right, miss? No, I am not all right. If I ever see that little beast again, I shall have him fired and then flogged. Or the other way around. I'm sure he meant no harm. He was just in a rush. Well, I... I... I'm sorry, sir. Of course, you are right. I let my temper flare... How unbecoming of a lady, yes? It happens to the best of us, miss. Even a genuine lady such as yourself. Oh, but how rude of me. I am Genevieve St. Martin. Oh, is that... Tennessee, yes. Ah, 
Of course. And you are? Uh, right, uh, yes. M- my apologies, miss. I am Eddie Edward Tate, lawyer for... Oh, a lawyer. Well, now, how exciting. And I could just swear we've met somewhere before, no? I'm sure I'd remember such a remarkable occurrence as that, Miss Martine. Saint. Sorry? Miss Saint Martine, if you please. How embarrassing. Uh, yes, of course, Miss Saint Martine. I could swear... Your voice, it just sounds so familiar. Yes, yes. I also do a touch of the auditory entertainment on the side, narrating such radio programs as Tales... That's it! Yes! Oh, I listen to the pulp and science fiction programs on the box at home every night. Could you say, who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? <laughs> That's not really the show say that Say it! Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? The shadow knows. <laughs> what fun. Oh, I see you're dressed up for dining this evening. Would you care to accompany me to my table? I don't know, Miss St. Martine. I'd really better... I'm dining with the ever-so-charming Henry Ford himself. I'm sure he would not mind one more guest. Especially one of your pedigree, yes? Just call me Eddie Gatecrasher Tate. I think that would be a swell idea, just swell. I was hoping to discuss some matters with Mr. Ford myself. Wonderful. Then if you wouldn't mind locking arms with a total stranger? Absolutely. I need someone to deflect any more of those horrid stewards from my person, don't you know? Ha ha ha. It would be my honor. Meanwhile, events were converging below decks. Events that I definitely did not know about at the time. I mean, Eddie Tate didn't... Never mind. Are you out of your mind, lad? Once again, sirs, I'm very sorry. This was not my decision. Oh, don't blame the messenger, eh, lad? Well, I will. I'll string up the messenger on the mast and light him on fire if it will keep that bastard Ford from treating us like bloody animals. Now, please, I'm just... I'm following orders. This is my first voyage, sirs. I don't want to lose my job. And we don't wish to lose our dignity. We paid passage just like those fat cats in first class. I know, but what makes them more special than me and me boy, eh? Or myself. Or any of us. Um, they paid more? You little bastard. Ah! Please, sir, don't hurt me. Unlock this gate and then maybe we'll talk. I don't believe you. That's the smartest thing you've said so far, lad. This is 1927, for heaven's sakes. We paid for tourist class tickets, not slave hold. I want to see the captain. I demand you bring him right here. The captain is the one who ordered me, sirs and madam. It's only for a few hours. If you'd like, I I can arrange some entertainment for you. Does it involve Henry Ford hanging by a noose? I... Um, Or is that monkey in the tuxedo the best you could come up with? No, of course not. I... Did you say monkey? What? what? <laughs> oh, God! Oh, help me! Go, laddie, go! <laughs> now that there was some entertainment, I. <laughs> hey there, fella. Might you be so kind as to pass along those keys on the ground there? The, the round... The thing... The, oh, good lad, good. Just hand me that one right... Or unlock it yourself. I underestimated you, lad. 
What's your name? Uh, uh, there. A ticket. Ah, Mr. Gatsby Sullivan, eh? Nice to meet you, Mr. Sullivan. Someone do something with a steward there. I'll tend to the boy. Come on, Sean, help me carry him to a bed. Oh, how could someone so scrawny be so heavy? Liam, look. Mr. Sullivan here is trying to tell us something, eh? <laughs> He's driving a car. I'm afraid you're not going to find many vehicles on this ship, lad. Uh, no, 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 wait. No, not driving. The car itself. You're building the car. No, wait. He's putting on a hat. Stiff posture. Oh, I have it. Louis Chevrolet. Louis? No, you idiot. It's Henry Ford. Ah, oh, yes. That would, that would be more relevant to our situation. Huh? What's he doing now? Pointing to us. A noose. Hanging? You want to hang us? No, you, you, you want us to hang Henry Ford? You're quite good at this, Liam. Well, laddie, if it's harm you want done to Mr. Ford, you've certainly come to the right place. What did you have in mind? <laughs> And, and, and that's why I believe the world needs a new order. As my good friend Adonis Stavros says, the average person is just not ready for the advancements that the geniuses of the world bring forth from their exquisite brains, or, or something like that. I may be paraphrasing. He's a real colorful speaker. Come now, Henry. I think you underestimate the layman. Has society not advanced more quickly in the last 70 years than in many centuries before then? Why, your fortune is based on the average person accepting the greatest technological achievement since the wheel. Don't be dim, Charlie. They buy my Model T's because I took something complex and broke it down so a child can understand it. How many of those people want to buy an automobile before I came along? Zilch. Duck. Nil. But old Henry comes along and makes them into giant toys with easily replaceable parts. Why do you think I call them models? Because they're like little wooden models a baby can put together. That's elitist. That's the truth. Take old Frankie here. Huh? What? I don't want to be part of this conversation. I'm just here for the food. You're here because I invited you on this trip, so you'll be a part of this conversation whether you like it or not. Then this Stavros guy better be worth it. You always say the future of crime is in science. Trust me, you'll find plenty of it at the summit meeting. Well, which one? Crime or science? Both. Both. Henry, you can't go saying things like that out loud. It's bad enough you brought along this palooka. Hey! I'm Frankie goddamn Titoni, not some street thug. I can make you disappear tomorrow, and no one would touch me. Henry? It's true, he could. I'm done. If you excuse me, I'm gonna head back to my cabin and try and make it through one goddamn night without wanting to throw up this otherwise delicious meal. Good night. That Frankie. Biggest crime boss in New York, taken down by seasickness. Pardon the interruption, Mr. Ford, but if you think the regular Joes in the world are so beneath you... Then why do you insist on paying them a respectable wage? Why not just pay them what you think they deserve? Who the hell are you? He's with me, Henry. Eddie Tate, how do you do? He's a lawyer. That's so. With R.J. Reynolds, yes, sir. That's great, just great. I tell you, lawyers are the grease that keeps America's engine running. In my book, every lawyer should be declared a goddamn hero. I'm glad we agree. I compliment you on your taste, Jenny. 
Much better than your usual dewdroppers. Thank you, Hank. Feisty. Well, Mr. Taint... Tate. Tate, Tate. Is that short for anything? Uh, no. How do you mean? Nothing, nothing. Never know what kind of people might have some obfuscation at Ellis Island in their family line. Know what I mean? I think. Henry, this isn't the place. I'll determine that, Charlie. Anyway, to answer your question, friend, I pay my workers a living wage for one simple reason. Economics. If I only paid them enough to keep them from starving or freezing to death, then I gain nothing. But if I pay them enough to afford their family a new, nice Model T... Or the new Model A... Settle down now. Well then, I've got myself a customer base. I've got product that moves. I've got valuable eyeball space every time those employees go puttering down the avenue, or mud paths, or whatever they drive on. I see. You are truly a man ahead of your time, Henry. Obviously. I tried to talk him out of it early on. After all, the conventional wisdom has always been that the makers of this world take all they can. Less cost from manpower, more profit. But I told Charlie here that he was an idiot. Pardon my American. <laughs> Truth be told, yes. Pay your workers like civilized people, and they'll act like civilized people. We have virtually no theft, no turnover, and no backstabbing. Loyalty is important. Wouldn't you agree, Tate? Absolutely. Speaking of loyalty, sir, if I may bring up a good loyal friend of my own, whom I would like you to meet. I just met you, son. Let's take it slow, eh? Good point. I know. Excuse me, Master Ford? Hmm? What is it, steward? A letter, sir. From an associate of yours. That's so. I'll take it. Charlie, tip the man. Oh, that's not necessary, sir. But thank... Fine, then. No tip for you. Charlie? Thank you. Off with your son. Of course. Yes, sirs. Good news, Henry? Yes, siree! Yes, siree! Well, don't keep us in suspense! I'm afraid you're gonna have to learn to live with disappointment, Jenny. How rude! Let me just say that it pertains to that new world order I was discussing. A fellow ally in the battle to reshape the modern age. A grand titan, you might call him. He's been keeping a low profile on the ship so far. Even though I bought his passage, I haven't seen him this whole trip. Very mysterious. I like that. Sounds yummy. One at a time, Genevieve. Now, where were we? I was asking you about my own friend, sir. Oh, that. Still? It's just that my friend has been slighted because of... Well, I don't know how to say it without being direct. My patience is already low, son. Why stop now? C certainly, uh, yes. You see, my friend, Mr. Gatsby, he's a... Monkey! Yes. Where? <laughs> Mr. Gatsby! Jumping Jesus on a pogo stick. What is that thing doing in here? Nobody move. These knives aren't for show. We're just here for Ford. <laughs> I've been attacked by worse than a gang of masked cowards with glorified letter openers. Old Henry Ford doesn't... Oh, my lord! Henry! Don't move, miss. I'm not above smacking a lady in the mouth if she deserves it. Oh. Now see here, you ruffians. I was that for rough, Ethel. Please, please don't hit me. I'm a lawyer. That's so. <laughs> Grab him, too. Mr. Sullivan apparently has a thing for lawyers. Where are you taking Henry and... Don't worry, doll. I'll make sure they don't hurt Mr. Ford. Oh, you brave man. Good luck with that, lawyer. Tie him up! Stop! What for? Back off. Unless you want to wind up like that last steward we met. I'm not going to stop you. Let's just say that you aren't the only ones who have a bone to pick with Henry Ford. What's Mr. Sullivan say? <laughs> You're on the list. Anyone else follows us and the hostages here won't make it to the continent. We came here not as conquerors, 
but as liberators to return control of this ship to the people. All the people. Isn't that right, me brothers? Power to the tourist class! That's right, and any who wish to join us in our vengeance can meet us below decks. Tonight, Henry Ford learns a lesson in humility. And now it's time that you learned a lesson in savings. Alas, poor Yorick. I knew him. Oh my god! Oh, that was disgusting. What was. Oh, oh god, this. What's wrong, Mr. Stewart? Oh, this skull is filthy! This skull is completely filthy. You asked for a fresh one for tonight's performance. I cannot work with this. I refuse to work under these conditions. Absolutely not. To the hallowed boards of the Globe Theatre from the balmy South Pacific. The finest wax you can use to polish York Skull, that's wax from Bikini. Bikini Wax. The wax with 101 uses, three of which are currently legal in the United States. I use Bikini Wax from the Bikini Islands every day to polish and wax my husband's wood. She even gets the knob. Hello, I'm Ethel, and I frequently use Bikini Wax to epilate bears. That's right, Bikini Wax, the only wax that you can use on bears. Alas, poor Yorick. You look fantastic. Triangles, bikini wax from the Bikini Islands. The only bikini wax from the Bikini Islands you can use on bears. Very, very carefully. We now crawl desperately back to Tales of the Extraordinary. What, what was that? Who's there? Take this blindfold off. Or what? We have the upper hand here, you wannabe slave driver. What are you going to do? Are you going to... to kill me? Calm down. Now is not the time for fear. That comes later. (laughs) What was that? Henry Ford's reckoning. You will listen to our grievances. You will suffer our indignities. Only then. Then you have my permission to die. Are you drunk? Do I sound drunk? Uh, Actually, a a little, yeah. Fine! I may have gone through a bottle of French champagne from the first-class bar. Ah, the French. You are making a serious mistake. No! Not as serious as yours, I fear. (laughs) Do you hear them? The oppressed of the tourist class, whom you tried to silence. Well, now it's our turn. If I may interject here. Tate, is that you? Yes, sir. Sorry for the current predicament, but... uh... Did you have something to do with this? Oh, no, 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 no. Well, maybe. Only by association. You see, my friend I was talking about at dinner, well... (laughs) It's that monkey! It is indeed, yes. And I was going to tell you what a stand-up individual he was, but then it turns out he started a class riot on board. And I am very sorry for his behavior. He is really quite a stand-up... Excuse me! Can this wait? We're in the middle of something. You mean tying up and tormenting a well-respected industrialist in violation of numerous international laws as enacted by the League of Nations? I... yes. You're just trying to scare us to save your friend. Oh no, I assure you. I don't know Mr. Ford at all. I'm just very devoted to the law. (laughs) Mr. Sullivan cares not for your law. He wants only vengeance. 
as do we all. Uh, c- could you take the masks off, perchance? You're really muffled. What? Uh, I'm tired of this fella. You, the black man. What? Where? I believe he's talking to you, son. You are the only black man here. I prefer the term Negro. Sure. Gag up our lawyering friend here, would ya? Sure thing. Now is that really necessary? Count yourself lucky. The only reason we're letting you live is because of Mr. Sullivan. And the children. Right. Oh, Mary, I told you to put the kids in the cabin. Oh, oh, I see how it is. You go on about the oppression by the first class, but then you turn right around and order your wife to do as you wish. You hypocrite. Mary, it's not the same thing and you're not. Oh, really? Why not? Because you're... I'm what? You're a, you know, a woman. Ah! (laughs) You tell her, son. Shut up. The time for talking is over, Mr. Ford. We are in charge here. Not anymore. Ooh. All right, you rats. Drop the cutlery and let Henry go or I'll plug you. How did he get past the gate? We locked it. And the captain gave me the key. So there's no way you're getting off this boat in one piece, tourists. So, just hand them over and no one has to... Holy Mary, mother of God! Gatsby? How the hell did you... No, this can't be real. Oh, I'm afraid Mr. Gatsby is indeed real. He and I are traveling companions, you see. I thought you were gagged. I was, thank you. But the steward didn't tie it very tight, and I just... Quiet, you! But I thought you might like to know that the steward... Stop it! Just stop talking. Look! We were just pawns in this greater game, man with gun. It was Mr. Sullivan who spurred us on to commit these acts. You're telling me a chimp told you to kidnap Henry Ford and... Actually, I think I buy that. You do? Yeah, (laughs) Last I saw Gatsby here was when Ford sent me out to knock off his cop friend. Uh, I get it now. You knew Henry was on board, so you thought you'd repay the favor, didn't you? (laughs) Good to see all those years living with me rubbed off on you. You'd make a fine mobster yourself. Too bad you're not going to make it out of this room. You wouldn't shoot poor Mr. Gatsby in cold blood, would you? That's exactly what I'm going to do. I've been on the receiving end of those teeth far too often. This time, I'm ending it. I'm ending you. Sullivan! No! Ah! Liam! Are you kidding me? You took a bullet for a monkey? This monkey is worth ten of the Henry Fords in this world. You realize I have more bullets, right? I do now. Hey, where is Ford? He's gone. What? That's what I was trying to tell you. The steward dragged him off, which is why my gag wasn't... I said shut up. Ah! I told you, I'm the one giving orders now. Murderer! Sticks and stones, princess. Now to add Gatsby to the pile. What the... Oh, come on, he's gone too? No, he's not. He's right above you. What? (laughs) No! Not again! (laughs) Get him, Mr. Sullivan! Rip him apart! Take his heart! Avenge my shiny boy! Mr. Sullivan's right. There's no going back to the tourist class after this. We've got to take the ship. For Sean and Liam, we must... For Sean and Liam, we must take the fight to the whole upper class establishment above. 
We must commandeer the majestic. Um, a little help here, Mr. Gatsby? As the tourist class passengers followed their simian leader up above, a pair of figures hid quietly in a dark passage nearby. There. Your hands are free now. However can I thank you for rescuing old Henry Ford? No need. We are allies, after all. We are? Hold on one hot Detroit minute. Is that you, Grand Titan? We meet at last. Well, turn on the lights, man. Let, let me get a good... No! It might give us away. Then how am I supposed to know you when we reach France? You'll know me by my satin robes and clan insignia. We will meet very soon. I will commandeer a lifeboat and radio. What for? The ship is lost. We will escape to the sea and await rescue. I like the cut of your jib, man. Hot damn, I told Adonis you were the perfect man for the new order. I try. Wait till you meet Adolf. You fellows will have a lot in common. First things first. You should gather up your fallen comrade while the rabble are distracted. This passageway will lead you to the lifeboats without detection. I'll wait for you there. To the new world order. To the new world order. Ooh, how ominous. It looks like our heroes, New League of the Extraordinary Do-Gooders, working title, will have a rival team of equally extraordinary do-badders with whom to contend. It all depends on who reaches Adonis Stavros first. Next episode, we should rejoin our adventurers as they continue their mission to rescue Vesper Kingsley, psychic to the stars, from Stavros's man-made island. Just what are Savros's plans for her and the Count of Wallachia? Will Dickie and the others ever settle on a name for their new club? And more importantly, how will Gatsby and star lawyer Eddie Tate survive a mutiny at sea? The journey continues in just one month when we return with the fourth chapter of The League, only on Tales of... The Extraordinary!